This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Hover, our favorite domain name registrar. And if you go to hoisted.zone good, good. and create a new account on hoisted.zone, which it's just Hover, but but you got to go to hoisted.zone to get to get the, get uh, the $2 off your domain name registration. That's hoisted.zone for $2 off your Hover domain name registration. It's June 29th, 2017, and this is Important If True. From Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm so fucking dumb. I'm just going to stop. Today, this is the last week. I'm just going to say it normal. We're going to do it and make a podcast. And I'm Jake Rodkin. Oh. <laughs> no! Hey, guys. No! Hey, welcome back, guys. Oh. We're here again on Important If Son True. Of a bitch. Yeah. We have, <laughs> we have uh, a very interesting... Interesting and surprising collection of um, opening information that was written to us by uh, a reader named Niev, and this is um, we I guess in passing mentioned like the concept of a Krampus. Yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, I don't even remember where that came from, but we were talking about Krampus, which is sort of a like. Santa Claus counterpart. Yeah. Yeah. Krampus. Villainous. Were we talking about Hoistmas? Yuletide spirit. I'm sure it was in the concept of of Hoistmas. Yeah. Krampus is like, is a sort of half goat, half demon, anti Santa Claus. Like Santa Claus goes to the good kids or St. Nicholas. Yeah. uh, And gives them treats. And Krampus is this sort of horned demon who cavorts around and hits bad kids with a stick. Yeah. I believe. So Niav writes in. Good. Krampus is good. Yeah. And she has a whole like slate of information here that was totally new to me. Um, So she says, a Nordic country, but Iceland, not Sweden, does actually have a pantheon of highly specialized Krampuses, (laughs) which is an impossibly good phrase. In Iceland, there are 13 Yule lads and their troll parents, Grilla and Lapului. I'm going to say all of these wrong. I'm really sorry to any Icelandic It's fine. Krampus will show up later and punish you. Yeah, and I will be hoisted, yeah. Plus the family pet, the Yule cat. (laughs) <laughs> Grilla is closest to Krampus, stealing naughty children to cook and eat. Yule Cat, on the other hand, targets based not on morality but fashion, eating any child who has not received a new article of clothing by Christmas. <laughs> That's Jesus. a fucking the child has no terrifying deadline. In that. <laughs> I know, <laughs> Mom. Sorry, your parents are bad. I'm going to eat you now. <laughs> also, I have a little cat. I imagine yeah. I can't not picture the Yule Cat as just like the size of a house cat. Yeah. Oh, really? Who just looks oh, like that's a, what I imagine just like too. curled up as a house cat, but then it's like. It eats a fucking, you? A fucking no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm That's watching. Like, yeah, you had those shorts last year. <laughs> just just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. <laughs> and then a jaw, Chris, a Christmas Yule, is, Christmas a Yule is jaw is unhinged. You got to go to sleep. Gross. Christmas is St. Nick's coming. Just go to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to eat you. Just, yeah, 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 just yeah, rubbing yeah. up against you. Yeah. Like, oh, is that yeah. Okay. Anyway, Yule cat. The Yule lads are comparatively tamer. The lads arrive one at a time each night leading up to Christmas and are generally said to depart in the same order on the nights following Christmas Day. The Yule lads are as follows. And again, I'm, I'm sorry for how I say these. They'll punish you. It's fine. St- Steckjarster. <laughs> sheep coat clod. He has stiff legs and harasses your sheep. <laughs> Giljagaur. Gullygawk. He hides in gullies near the cow shed and waits until the perfect opportunity to sneak in and steal your cow's milk. Stufer, Stubby, the shortest lad by a long shot. He steals pans to eat the dried crusts left behind. That's actually nice. 
Yeah, it's handy. I appreciate that. Vorslecker, um, spoon licker. He steals spoons to lick them. Generally okay. portrayed as thin due to malnutrition. And I have to clarify on this. The reason he is malnourished is because his only form of eating is licking spoons that he has oh, stolen. God. Yeah. That's like salad fingers. I just, I don't like the idea what? of... Just, oh, just like a, what are just salad a gross, fingers? Oh, it's it's just an old it's meme, an old, Chris. It can't hurt you. What? Oh, it's, what is this it? Is an old like YouTube series with a character named Salad Fingers, and he just had salad fingers. What does that mean? He had salad fingers. Well, Am I supposed fingers to know were what salad. That means? His fingers were made of salad. So oh like no, gross. Yeah, yeah. It's just this oh. sounds gross in the same way to me. Anyway. Oh, I thought you meant he like touched salad with his fingers. No, and then he just had a weird fingers. voice, and his fingers were made of salad. Oh, gross. Anyway. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, Phil. <laughs> Pot scraper eats the leftovers out of your pots. Askaliker, bowl liquor, hides <laughs> under beds waiting for someone to set down their bowl so he can steal it. These <laughs> characters all just eat there. things off of your dirty dishes. Well, not Hodeskeller, door slammer, my favorite Yule lad. He slams your doors at night when you're trying to sleep. Skirgamor, skirgobbler, gobbler of skir. The Icelandic cheese slash yogurt that has taken Whole Foods by storm. And he just eats the new cheese? Buna Kriker, <laughs> sausage stealer, hides in the rafters and steals sausage while they're being smoked. Gluga Gegator. <laughs> Peeping Tom, peers into your windows looking for things to steal. The pervert of the bunch. I think we can say they're all perverts. Yeah. <laughs> Gatopifar. Door sniffer has a giant nose with a powerful sense of smell that he used to find your lafabrau, leaf bread, a delicately crisp and <laughs> decorative course. flatbread traditional to Icelandic Yuletide festivities. Ketkroker, meat hook, uses a hook to steal your meats. <laughs> Kerta sneaker, candle thief, eats your candles, which made more sense when candles were made out of tallow. In modern Iceland, Grilla is said to be dead, and the Yule Cat has given up eating children in favor of eating their Christmas dinners instead. The Yule Lads <laughs> have been turned into more benevolent Santa Claus figures, with Kurt Sneaker, uh, which one is, let's see, oh, the Candle Thief, who traditionally arrives on Christmas Eve in particular, being the main Santa, and then other Yule Lads coming with smaller gifts in the days leading up to Christmas, or if you've been naughty, a potato. <sighs> Anyway, now I can't help but imagine an entire pantheon of hoistmas lads, each with their own specialized form of hoisting. It seems you have been visited by Poo Scammer, who scams <laughs> podcast hosts with phony poo stories. <laughs> <laughs> All the best, Niav. <laughs> that is an insane pantheon of characters a mom made up... Uh, in regards to children not doing all Christmas adjacent chores, well, it seems like. But do kids really care about what happens, like while the sausages are being smoked? Well, they won't I, get to eat the good sausage because that yeah, that that's true. shithead with a hook hand stole it. No, that's a different person. Oh, the hook hand steals your other meat. Uh, yeah, the cat uh, croaker meat hook uses a hook to steal your meats. However, uh. B- <laughs> Bugna Kriker, sausage stealer, hides in the rafters and steals sausage. Okay, while sorry, you're right. Smoked. These are either things that are used to uh, scare a child into doing their chores, or excuse like a shitty fat dad who like ate all the food and couldn't resist <laughs> ahead of time. Like, well, it must yeah. have been that meat stealer with yeah, that hook hand. I, yeah, that's actually a really good point. I feel like this is yeah. just 
no matter what, there's like a, a sort of Nordic mother who's beset by a bunch of shitheads. Yeah. Uh, and demons have been created yeah. on all sides to yeah. either justify or terrify. Yeah. I I appreciate how much this is rooted in kind of a a earlier rural set of assumptions about what life is. It's like, oh, your sheep get harassed. You know, you he hides in the cow shed and steals the milk from your cows. While you're smoking your sausage, he steals it. It's good. It's, it's your door gets slammed. Yeah, your, your door <laughs> gets slammed a lot when you're trying to sleep. Uh, that one I can. I think we can all sure we can all relate to. Um, but yeah, I, I I I really enjoy the like um, I don't know quaintness of the Yule lads. <clears throat> they're pleasant. I mean, they're actually also terrifying. I also though you th- that's true. But I can't imagine any of these actions not performed as lasciviously as possible. Yes, that's true. Oh, yeah, especially if you're in- a demon who licks things, like oh, you're just yeah. gonna lick it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is actually yes. The combined if you're effect sniffing of all- under a door. Yeah. that's happening. The, com- like- <laughs> the combined effect of all of these guys all doing this shit at the same time in your home that would actually fully traumatize any child. Just, I mean, well, like, I mean, what you would see is you would walk into your kitchen and there would just be 20 demons just licking your plate. And then they would all look at everything you. Everything they would look at you and then continue. Yeah, and just immediately. <laughs> oh, but just, then you'd look up and there's someone like sort of taking your sausage yeah. uh, links one right. by one while someone yeah. else then brandishes a hook and steals some meat and then capers away. Yeah, meanwhile, you look out of the window and one of them is like is drinking milk directly from the teeth right. of the cow. As one in the foreground is watching you and right. then through and, the window. And then yes. another one is sniffing under the door at you with a weird nose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, this is bad. They're doing it very intentionally too. It's yeah. not like you're catching like oh, mice. They're, no, every, they're staring you. Right, in every the face. They're, they're looking you down. They're making eye contact. Oh yeah, yeah. Just oh, while yeah. continuing to perform this task yeah. expertly <clears throat> and lewdly. Yeah. Meanwhile, you still don't have your new underwear, so fucking watch out. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you see is Yule Cat. Is Yule Cat's jaw unhinging? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Man, what a good set of Christmas traditions. So Krampus, though. though, still exists within this. I don't know if this is. I think this might be separate to Krampus. This, so, so Krampus is a different movie, and this is like. Well, I don't think it's a movie. I think. Well, it's I just real mean next. like I'm just like this is like the lore explosion in, of of like the original in like the the Yule cinematic universe, yeah, the Yuleverse. Yeah, right. I mean, if maybe they'll do a movie where like Krampus joins up with Door Sniffer or something, but like. These yeah, separate, no. Well, these that, are separate entities. So I think they come from different countries. Right. But they're going to team up in an Avengers movie along yes. with just like American-ass Coca-Cola Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know who they fight. Who inexplicably yeah. gets to be like the leader because he's the American one probably. Yeah. For no reason. Mm. It's better if he's not though. It's better oh, if Santa oh, Claus is just like agree. a member of the stupid suicide squad of just yeah. all these guys <laughs> that just like a bright red Santa yeah. with a bottle of Coke and a polar bear next to him. Yeah. Yeah. I hope Spoon Licker gets to be the leader. <laughs> the grossest one. Yeah. The one who's... There is such a trashy movie involving like yeah. lowering people with sausage links. There's just everything you could ever want is yeah. in this. Yeah. Would it be live action or would it be a like DreamWorks hmm. animated film? Hmm. I think for it to really get the four quadrants, it would need to be a live action yeah. celebrity yeah. studded. It's like the, the yeah. sort of movie that 10 years ago actors would be slumming themselves to do, but now it's like actually the role that you want to have in your portfolio. You want right. to have at least yeah. one yeah. Yeah. cinematic yeah. universe in there it's true. to pay the bills of hundreds of millions of dollars. So, Paul Rudd yeah. is spoon liquor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Spoon Licker is probably basically <clears throat> human-sized, but just emaciated. 
But most yeah. of these other ones well, feel like starting, they're like so capering yeah. little goblins, right? I, I mean, think they could be all sorts of sizes. You yeah, could, you'd have you to, they need to be all. You'd have to sizes, do the sort yeah. of Peter Jackson you want that style, style, like yeah, two, yeah, you want the nice two, silhouette. two, uh, two plane. Sh- you know, make oh, I see. Make Ian mm. McKellen look really big as right. the window viewing guy. What do they do other than traumatize a child? I mean, I I well, think that they'd have to. They they all do this surely because. They must. They must love it. So something has to threaten the existence of Christmas. Ah, you know what I think it is. I think it's modern corporate Christmas mm. putting them out of business entirely. Like even in this email, uh, the reader That's... N- Niev already indicates that like it's being sanitized, right? Like right. Ghoul Cat doesn't eat children anymore. Uh, Grilla is dead. Maybe mm. that's it. Who they killed... don't believe? <laughs> Who killed Grilla? Who killed Grilla? <laughs> yeah. 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 Because Grilla is basically the Krampus the corporation, like <laughs> who actually steals the naughty children to cook and eat them. Right. And Grilla is dead now, casualty of multinational sanitized Christmas. I feel like it's worth yeah. it's worth pointing out mm-hmm. that were this to become uh, a movie that was launching a major cinematic franchise, uh-huh. the slogan for sure is Christmas is canceled. And it's just all of those guys leering over some child. Oh, that's really good, yeah. Uh, but then it says this Christmas. Right, coming this Christmas. Yeah. yeah, coming this Christmas, Christmas is canceled. Yeah, that's really good. That's that's actually very good, very punchy. Yeah, I like it. Hmm. I don't know if I have any more than that. I'm just a marketing guy, Chris. I know. That's why I think of you. <laughs> if did. you make it, I'll sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked up the fact that um, Krampus... Not not the Yule lads, but Krampus yep. was actually outlawed by the fascist party in Austria. Whoa! In 1923 oh, or there, thereabouts, and that oh, led, that man. led to the downfall of Krampus for a while. Christmas uh, is canceled. Christmas is canceled by the, the, the fascist fascist party yeah. has canceled Christmas. Yeah, and the Yule lads are coming to save Krampus. I mean, that's one version, right? I mean, that's the sort of like Wonder, <laughs> Wonder Woman, Captain Wonder America Wonder version. Wonder Woman. Wait, no, 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 where it's just what? it's Wonder set. Woman is set in World War One. It's yeah, like it's a so, Wonder Woman. The Wonder Woman movie uh-huh. is a Wonder- so you start with whatever like Grilla so or whatever. The, and that's the, the Yule lads you build, fighting you fascists. You, well, you've got to build up the the cast, well, yeah. so you yeah. gotta set it in different eras. And you know, there's gonna be the seventies one. I don't know the <laughs> right. bo- bowl liquor. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you finally people are do, really into bowl licking right. parties in the seventies. You know. I don't know. If, well, fondue. I don't know. And then <laughs> the Yule Lads is the you know it's the Avengers. It's the it's the movie that's made after all of those individual films, right? I mean, I feel sure, like but you gotta, start you start with like the like old ass uh, Saturday Evening Post Santa Claus meeting like right. door sniffer. Yes. On, on like in a trench in World War One, right? In a trench. <laughs> why, is, why is on Santa Christmas? In a t- oh, oh, the scene is when they all stop fighting. It's, yeah, they're, and they're, it they starts. Uh, the Christmas yeah. fighting. Yeah. Christmas and it's that, it's right. that amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. So the <laughs> so the so the like whatever the Germans and the British right or, whatever, or the Austrians have to be involved in there somehow because yeah. they're the ones who stopped the thing right. But that is how. But that is how. So Santa visits the trench. Why are the Yule lads there? Why are they in the trench? I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. I guess they're just fucking with all of the soldiers who didn't get their new clothes, and they're like, "I was fighting a war. <laughs> I'm in I a was uniform. Fighting a war. Well, I could have gotten a new uniform. I only have one. I've been in this fucking trench. I, Why are there like thousands of cats here? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. 
it's okay for them to also just all be exhausted and sort of smoking cigarettes along with everyone else at that point. I think like everyone, oh, I see. it's I just see. been a long yeah. couple of years for everyone yeah. involved. So they took a time out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then they hurt. But then they get word that the Austrian fascist party or whatever has outlawed Krampus, and then it's fucking on. Yeah. yeah then right? it's just a stupid Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jared Leto definitely miscast as Santa Claus. Mm. <laughs> Jared Leto as bowl liquor. God, it would be the grossest <laughs> cast. I mean, it would be just like Crispin Glover, Jared Leto. Like, it would just be a, yeah. like, ugh. Have you ever played a weird character? Yeah. <laughs> that mm. that uh, guy from Little Miss Sunshine and There Will Be Blood, whose name I can't remember. Oh, uh, just, yeah. He was also Paul Dan. Dan yeah, Dan, Paul Dano. Oh, Dan, Dan, just like yeah. anyone who's ever been typecast as a vaguely creepy guy, right, no right. matter how good of an actor you are or aren't, yeah, Steve yeah, Buscemi's yeah. in it for the sure. The guy who plays the dirtbag in the new Twin Peaks, and also the guy who plays the dirtbag in Get Out. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, wispy mustache guy. Yeah. Wispy mustache white guy. Yeah. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wispy mustache. Starring wispy mustache n- white guy, wispy mustache white guy, and wispy mustache white guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just round, all up, round them all up. Yeah, get some Calkins hey. in here. Yep. Get, <laughs> yeah, fucking get some Calkins for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man. yeah. Culkin and Culkin as bowl liquor and spoon liquor. Oh, yeah, they would How be How are team. there two different implement liquors? Yeah. Well, there's also the crust eater. Oh, yeah, there's crust eater. Yeah. Oh. The gross crust eater. I guess if, They're you all have gross. The, if you have this cast, it's just John Goodman as Santa Claus for sure. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, for okay. sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, right. Yep. And Tim Allen as Santa Claus. <laughs> no. And Tim <laughs> Allen as the Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cinematic universe, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Anyone's fair game. Yeah. Gross! This is fucking God. Weird. Actually, well, so this poster no, is if just you get if you get terrible every possible. That's just what move those kinds of movies are like now. No, I know the, all these floating. I think heads. If, if you just if you did go full out meta cinematic universe and do like the sort of Alan Moore League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, where it is just this is the Icelandic characters. Then you also have Krampus. Then you also have classic thirty Santa Claus. Then you also have Bad Santa and the Santa Claus. Like just <laughs> all possible uh, iterations yeah. of of sort of Christmas spirits, benevolent yeah. or trickster, who have yeah. been created, and yeah. just put them all on equal lore footing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. God, I'm starting to feel like this is actually kind of a good idea. I th- that's uh, for real. Like the, the Christmas universe, the Christmas well, cinematic universe. The, it's the it's I the mean, Yule I universe or well, nothing. Oh, Nick. <laughs> I said that earlier and oh, you just didn't hear it, but it's okay. Oh. It's fine. Is it the Yule universe or the Yule universe? Oh, the Yule universe. Yuleverse? I think so. Ugh. It rolls. I, They're well, both bad. They're both yeah. bad. They're both terrible. Yeah. Why do you think this is a good idea? I just, <laughs> I don't know, but there's something about the Yule lads that see it's so fucking. They're gonna be, they're gonna be the we, breakout characters of this for sure. Well, who yeah. directs this movie? Well, okay, the version I think is maybe possibly make realable is not the version that has Tim Allen as the <laughs> Santa Claus, but I. Think, but that's like a grizzled Santa Claus because he's oh, old that's now. True. Yeah, is Tim Allen gonna get to the point where he starts? Like somehow inheriting gravitas that he never earned in his youth. You oh sure, he'll, he'll get, he's to gonna like get to the old, Michael Keaton phase. Yeah, yeah, for I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure. Where I'm you, sure he's trying now. Yeah, that me agreeing with you on that makes it sound like I'm suggesting Michael Keaton doesn't deserve his gravitas, and I don't no. mean to suggest that. But I just but, mean that, like, as as actors and actresses age, yeah. they sort of just like even if they didn't build up 
that kind of serious dramatic clout when they were younger. They oh, yeah. just kind of for free if they've yes. been around long I think Tim get... Allen is going to show up as the Santa Claus, but he's going to somehow rescue his daughter from someone out in the woods. Like, he's going to come back, but it's going to be like the Santa Claus taken uh, situation. Mm. That's like, my prediction is that Tim Allen, if he tries for one, it's he's going to try for a Liam Neeson and it's going to be real awkward. That's probably But true. maybe he should get that out with like a seven-figure paycheck as the Santa Claus uh, but God, as part I can't of this, believe there, that hasn't already happened. It's shocking to me that there's not a new the Santa Claus. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, we're making it happen right now. That's true. That's yeah. true. Are you listening, Hollywood? Man, I really like the I really like the Yule Lads movie idea, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, good. Uh, that seems fine. <laughs> I guess this is our Christmas we... in our Christmas in uh, not even in July episode. This yeah. is just it's hot in here. <laughs> I think it's Hoistmas for sure. Uh, okay, well... Oh, Lord Hoistmas features prominently. Oh, yeah, we didn't even mention Lord, Lord Hoistmas. That's just us sort of just... He's in, like probably like phase two or three of the cinematic universe. Lord Hoistmas, yeah, universe. that's true. In this movie, Lord Hoistmas is like alluded to yeah. menacingly and yeah. there's sort of maybe the fans a glimpse. Know. No, the Lord, fans Lord caught Hoistmas it. just shows up on a computer as a name and someone... They, but it's his <laughs> alter ego. Yeah. They're like, oh man, they've confirmed that Lord Hoistmas exists in the universe. Right. And then yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> plays him way later. Oh, right. Like God. way later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Geo writes... At lunch today, my Snapple cap informed me golf was the first Earth sport to be played on the moon. And research confirms on February 6th, 1971, oh, yes. astronaut Alan Shepard teed up and shanked a couple balls from the lunar surface with a modified six iron. Fellow astronaut Edgar Mitchell followed up by hurtling a javelin through the air to see how it would behave in low gravity. So I guess he counts as the second semi-professional moon athlete. I'm amused by the thought of two bulky, sluggish spacemen flailing around the craters and moon dust, but I'm sure it won't be too many decades before we're watching Mars-only professional sport on our hollow VR optic implants or tuning into the Space Olympics on NBC. I'd love to hear where you stand on space colonization and the extent of it we'll see in our lifetimes. As an entry-level space enthusiast, I feel we live in an exciting time. Humanity's first visits to the moon are still in the recent past, and we're on the cusp of our first visit to another planet and early off-world colonization. We are? News to me. Even if we don't live to see humans become a thriving multi-planet species in the vein of our favorite science fiction works, we'll get to see the earnest first steps in the 21st century. If you had the opportunity to take a one-way trip to Mars, would you do it? Let's say you can bring your spouse. Let's assume optimal conditions all around. The trip will be comfortable. There's lodging. There are other people there. You have access to good internet. You just have to say goodbye to planet Earth. You'll have to deal with Mars nonsense, like wearing a spacesuit to go outside. And you probably have to do some early settler work. But you get to be among the first generation of Earth to Mars pilgrims. Do you go? I'm curious to hear what you think. Stay hoisterous, Geo from Connecticut. I like that you have good internet somehow. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> just a promise there. Sixty down, ten up. Like what? <laughs> Parentheses to to Mars only. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. To that it's computer just, it's over our there. LAN. Yeah, yeah. You can play Quake. Yeah, the uh, guy, the guy, two yeah. compounds over is reenacting salad fingers <laughs> right. on on your Mars. We have our own YouTube network. here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, it's way better because it's just the cool the Mars it's people, just the Mars ones. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, well, you were I, very excited there. Jake. I was so this this email. I realized as it was being read, yeah, <laughs> that it's it sounds it sounds sort of benevolent and very like. Would you be one of the first colonists on Mars? But it was framed inside of the framing of televised for your entertainment content, like people <laughs> golfing and throwing That's javelins. True. Yeah, this is clearly a shadow. Um, request 
to just get you into like the Running Man or Battle Royale oh, or something. Man, you're where right. it's like, would you be one of the uh, first yeah. humans to go to yeah. Mars? You and your spouse can go for free. You yeah. don't even have to do anything bad. I mean, you might have to wear a spacesuit sometimes, but there's internet, and you and thirty other people will be put into this space that we've built on Mars for you, Big and who, Brother. And, uh, yeah, and see who, who knows what will happen. Like, it's totally <laughs> subsidized somehow. Yeah. Uh, don't. Yeah, it's it's going to take people at least until like week two to find out that the key they were given unlocks the gun locker. Like, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. Who knows what will happen in this strange blood sport that will captivate everyone on Earth and is beamed back over I the ba- over were, the good I internet? I thought you were about to go in the like sexy fun times on Mars direction, but that is definitely not. That's this. This key can be placed into this bowl Sexy with everyone else's keys, or used to open <laughs> open this gun locker. I feel, the choice is yours. I feel like sexy fun Either times way, are promised to the populace, yeah. and are <laughs> we're putting thirty humans oh, and the and the Yule lads into a base on Mars. <laughs> there's there's some dirty bowls. And some keys, <laughs> and maybe something else, maybe some surprises. I feel like, I feel like the sexy times are what sort of lure you as an audience into this Martian nightmare that's being televised. But the bloodbath is what makes it infamous and what makes people demand season two and three and four. And ironically, might be the thing that sort of breaks the mold of affordable long distance space travel. Oh, so it's subsidizing the <laughs> travel Yeah, it's itself. subsidizing research. Yeah. Through, like, we're privatizing space. It's like the Truman Show, but on Mars, and it's just paying for, for, for the yeah, existence Yeah, but like if, if the Truman yeah. Show was secretly actually bankrolling the creation of like right. biosphere space colony projects. Okay. So like if you're the actual scientist, you're like one compound over, and you're just always hearing like sexy giggles <laughs> oh, and no, you're just screams yeah, and yeah. gunfire yeah. in the background. And then you have a little thing that goes that plays little cash register sounds whenever those things happen, and you're like, oh, I got another six <laughs> months of research. What? Why would anyone sign up to be in season two of this? Maybe thing? you're the one who's getting out. Think about but why would you go uh, there? The well, prize it's really has got to be show, real, Chris. I mean, I mean you want to be uh, on your favorite you're, show. Because you're a c- civilian <laughs> in a society that is actively trying to escape and go to Mars and get off <laughs> Earth true. at any cost. Let's assume, yeah, 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 that, yeah. let's assume that in the universe where this happens and we have this technology, Earth maintains the trajectory Earth currently has. Yeah. So, okay. like, but why why okay. does any dystopian sports game story exist? Because the chance that you might survive is guaranteed to be better than what you have, and death might be better than what you have. <laughs> yes. But so, if you survive, do you do you just get moved to a safe area of oh, Mars? Oh, but if you survive, like, you do happens. not have to just go back onto the TV the next season, or do you? I don't know. That's what I'm saying, though. I'm like, yeah, is, are you? Is the, there, are you? Do you, the, do like you win like a golden ticket, <laughs> and you just like to now like go live a peaceful like that's retirement? They, that's so how they, they bring you back for like you know like All Stars Week or whatever. That's like full Hunger Games in that case. Okay. That's how they. The, you just get to be winner, president of the United States, <laughs> <laughs> president of Mars. Yeah, the winner. The win- <laughs> this is how they choose their government. The winners of each season. That's how they select the scientists who will continue like, right. ongoing what research. What a great on way to select science. That's a bleak reality. We're sending Earth's thirty greatest scientists to. Battle Royale. Oh no! I was kill each other and fuck for you, and then one the one who's left gets to invent the spaceship that'll save us. Oh no! I was thinking they wouldn't be scientists, but they've got to just like rise. Like no, that's what I was thinking. They train you to be a scientist, and then it's like you could live with the scientists. Oh, lame! Uh, I'll stay here. Uh, Where's the gun locker? I'll be on season two. Better than that garbage. Ugh. You get to live on Mars. Oh, fuck that. I'm going back in the weird house with the guy who licks balls. <laughs> yeah. 
You get to be. You get to choose which uh, Yule lad you'll play in the next season. Oh, everyone rooms oh. with a Yule lad. <laughs> everyone gets yeah. there and they oh, have so to there's choose. There's little like, confessional scenes as well where you're like, uh, uh, I mean. <laughs> really wish that I was with door sniffer <laughs> but instead and then it just sort of like the, yeah. the office cam goes over to like someone just chomping gross yeah. food out of a bowl I, I, yeah. I picked that weird like I'm a really eats, clean person usually because I yeah because I figured yeah. he would help keep all my pans clean but it's it's way weird oh, he doesn't I wash them afterwards gonna, yeah they just, he doesn't tell me which ones are and aren't washed <laughs> it's really tough oh <laughs> Although that said, I mean, we've already established that your spouse goes up there with you, right? So it's yeah. you and your spouse. Your spouse that's a whole and, 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 and a Yule lad and a Yule lad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's got bleak. <laughs> I guess it started bleak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just the inevitable thing that would happen if we tried to colonize Mars. Like something <laughs> would something else was in that that's spaceship. True. I mean, this is very. It much was the Yule lads, as we've learned from the genie. From our from our genie considerations, I mean, like, I mean, you can bulletproof the perfect the perfect game on Mars, but you know that inevitably, I mean, this twelve is the Yule fifth, lads are going to show up. This is the fifth entry in this series when it goes direct to video, and it's about the Moon Colony, but then the Yule lads show up. Yeah, oh, that's true. But they're played it's by like, different, it's all it's French like, Stewart uh, now, though, right. for sure. <laughs> It's like Jason X or whatever the one. Yeah, it's like space. Leprechaun yeah. in space, yeah, Jason right. X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The Yule lads are in space, fucking with the human colonists of a reality show slash science expedition. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's direct video for sure. <laughs> yeah, and our future, and live television. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess that answers Gia's questions. I wouldn't go. I mean, given all, given what you know now, you wouldn't. Given do the it. inevitable realities. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't. No. I mean, what's the? I mean, I, maybe if I could get, if I knew I was just gonna get, <laughs> if I was gonna be the star, paired up maybe with, with spoon liquor, maybe that's okay. I thought you were gonna mm. just throw all morals out and be like, if I could be like the scientist doing like yeah. good Mars research and just have a sort of nice moral wall that I could put up uh, to separate myself from the uh, uh, noise that's coming through the actual wall. Well, the window guy just keeps looking through his window all the time, which <laughs> is just the perpetual the s- ominous reminder that your time will come. Yeah, yeah you're the scientist in that window guy. He's just... <laughs> there's two panes uh, separating it's they did it for soundproofing to separate mm. the scientists from the set and so to you, also trap but then traps the window licker <laughs> yeah. who will he's yeah. mostly concerned with what's going on in the TV show but you increasingly see as the scientist that he's licking the window on your side oh gross wait he's in between the double pane yeah oh gross that's he loves it yeah mm. how does he get in there he was placed there he was sealed in oh that's where he lives he was the first person oh, ugh, put there disgusting yeah hmm. it's fine I mean maybe he can get out <laughs> Nick, did you have an actual answer to this question? I forget. I thought, no, I no? forget too. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Should we take a break? Sure. All right. This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Electric toothbrushes sent to your home with brush head refills every three months. If you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you can get $10 off your first brush head refill. And those brush head refills start at only five dollars, so you're gonna you're gonna be all set up set up with that. And you'll be laden. You'll be laden with brush heads and possibly also toothpaste, which is a thing that you can you can get included in your plan. And I am I am you know well into my second refill of this so far, and it's really nice to never have to worry about ever going out buying toothpaste 
the brush head refills. They send you a new battery for the electric toothbrush. So everything is completely taken care of. Chris, I actually recently had a dream about you. And the only thing I remember about the dream is that you were screaming at me, telling me that I was brushing my teeth wrong. <laughs> you probably are. I was so, until I read their book about- You were just all up in my face. Yeah. That you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Probably said use Quip after that, but well, I, don't, I don't remember. I think you probably said try Quip. Try, yeah, oh, sorry. Dot com slash thumbs. Yes. It's probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I have learned a bunch about brushing my teeth from the little, like, book booklet of tips they the send you. The book of Quip. Mm. Yeah, the book, the book of Quip they send you. Uh, it's handy. I mean, they're, they're, it's simple. It's short. It's not like it's a tome. Yeah. But, but it's good. A yeah. Quip tome. And if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you, too, can get $10 off your first brush head refill. Thanks, Quip. Thanks. Good dream. Good dream. Yeah. Were you dream I mean, it talking? Wasn't. It was like a nightmare, but... <laughs> it was a nightmare? <laughs> I mean, it's a, You're brushing your teeth! Wrong. Wrong. No, I woke up, I was like, oh! <laughs> Probably went and brushed my teeth. I don't know. Wow, it's hot in here. Yep. Are we back? Sure. Hey! Right. Hey! Okay, Bethany writes... <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. No, it's good. Long time, first time. Looking forward to my fourth Patreon postcard listener here. Nice. Uh, those should already be... Those should be there by now. Last week, you were talking about people who talk in their sleep, and I have a story and confession. I'm only writing this because I'm very confident that no one who went to college with me listens to this podcast. Also, it's been 10 years since I talked to any of them. Um, once during my freshman year, I was lying in bed trying to fall asleep. Recounting the events of the day in my head, I recalled something funny that had happened, and I started laughing to myself. My roommate at the time had no idea why I randomly started laughing and said something like, what is going on right now? I panicked. I had no good excuse. So I just mumbled something and pretended I was asleep. Oh, no. In the morning, my roommate was like, did you know that you talk in your sleep? More panic. I played dumb, said I had no idea, asked her what kinds of things I said. Everything snowballed from there into a deep spiral I didn't know how to escape from. Anytime I wanted to ignore people or if I was just bored, I would pretend. I would pretend to be asleep and sleep talk to whoever was around. I only ever broke once right at the beginning of this charade and started to laugh. To cover, I pretended to wake up because someone was tickling me in a dream. Somehow they bought this. I would hold full conversations with people while asleep. They loved it. This went on for four years. After a while, telling 10 to 15 people it was all a lie was not an option because I didn't want them to hate me. I can't believe I got away without being hoisted. The situation was ripe with hoisting potential. Best, Bethany. That's crazy. That's incredible. Yeah. I I love it. I love this so much. I love the, the quick thinking. I love the, like weird detail that just oh whatever i whatever i didn't want to talk to people like not yeah. only do these people believe her believe bethany to be a sleep talker they believe her to be like have uh, narcolepsy yeah <laughs> presumably right just l- sh- sh- leaned into it as much as possible oh which yeah is just fantastic oh leaned into <laughs> it <laughs> i was tickled in a dream yeah yeah god i was tickled in a dream and woke up is genius yeah, yeah. oh yeah oh, i think i i think i have a f- I, I feel like though that there's a, a way out of this that was not considered, and I think I've got a, an airtight. Well, so solution. yeah. So I mean, there's some, this raises some questions, right? There's yeah. like, if you if you managed to convince your friends that you had this power, what would you what to what end would you use it? And then th- also, yeah, as you're saying, Nick, 
given that you how do you extricate yourself from this so so here's what i would do yeah all right i don't know about the first one but i know this i think i got the answer for the second one okay i i think what i would do is go up to my friends Mm -hmm. a friend i would corner one friend Mm -hmm. your best friend yeah and i would say i uh i I talk in my sleep and and they would go well i don't i don't talk in my sleep I don't. I, I, Why would you I'm, go up I'm to just, a friend and I'm, say I'm, I'm, I'm just, don't talk? I'm just. In my I'm just. Sleep. I'm just pretending when I when I say I talk in my sleep, and then see how they react. And if they're just like, "Oh, that's funny. That's fine. What I I don't really care." Then you say, <laughs> then you then you walk away. I see. If they say, "You fucker, you were lying this whole time," then you go back to bed, <laughs> wake up, and say, "What just happened? Did I did I sleepwalk again or sleep talking again?" Like I don't know. That's it's, brilliant. It's yeah, like you so just Costanza. You, you don't basically. need to walk up to yeah. them you, since this is a, this is this this is yeah, that's already true. you don't the walk premise up to is already them. wait you, for wait for the appropriate time when yes. you could be bored okay, and yes. then it's go. Sure. Uh, yes. yeah. I talk in my sleep and I I've been lying to my friends for years. <laughs> I don't talk in my sleep. I'm awake right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm awake. Yeah. <laughs> you and asshole. And then like, what and, was I talking about? Like, well, you said you were lying this whole time. Oh, that's weird. I don't remember that at all. Interesting. You weird thing to say. I was tickled. I was tickled in my dream uh, by they an idiot. Say by that a I was lying this whole time. Who is accusing me of lying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were <It> was torturing me. <laughs> I had to say it, but it's not true. <laughs> if they believe that, then you have to realize. Oh, then you're fucked forever. No, then then the first question of what do you do with it comes into the fold for well, sure. Yes, yeah. which is you realize. Okay, I, I only have a power to to make my friends believe anything <laughs> as long as it's couched in me sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's true. Your power is how oh, yeah. extraordinarily gullible friends yes. actually. Yes. Well, that's true. But if you, th- I think what you'd have to do is start casting a wider and wider net. Like just start. If you, like first you got to do the scientific method, right? And just say, <laughs> just lie brazenly lie to someone. Yeah, and they'd be like. Fuck you! You know whatever yeah. you say. Just, right. You'd say something patently untrue. This is in your sleep. In your pr- no, purported just, sleep. No, still. just awake. You have to do oh, the test. Oh, oh, you have to do the oh, test because oh, oh, I, I oh, believe oh. that that what's going on here could be a very specific ability. So you know you just. So say, you're you're basically starting to set up a control group. Is yes, but then okay. then you try the same information, but when you're sort of pretending to be asleep oh, and sort and of sleep talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then if they're like, oh wow, interesting. Then Oh shit! Then, as long as you're asleep or pretending, excuse me, as long as you're pretending to be asleep and mumble to yourself, yeah. there's some sort of power of suggestion. Like maybe it's like a hypnosis thing, but you could definitely rule the entire earth by being a famous, or at least your college dorm. Well, you got it. Yeah, but how wide can the net be cast? Yeah, I don't know. Take a I lot mean, of work. Are you suggesting you president would, sleep talker? Are you- <laughs> Are you suggesting you'd be like wheeled onto talk shows and stuff? Yeah, like, but yeah. yeah, and then people are like, "Wow, this is really interesting." And then you're like, <laughs> "Oh, what you said was not actually funny. You should be ashamed." But I was tickled. <laughs> would you have? I to, mean, at you... a certain point, they would actually hook you up to the machine and prove that you're not sleeping. Right? Uh, if not, if you're like, <laughs> brilliant. The first person whose brainwaves <laughs> when they're asleep look like right. they're awake. Yeah. Yeah. I am Amazing. asleep. I am asleep. Actually. <laughs> I was I was asleep when you guys said that to me. I'm asleep now. <laughs> what? Sorry? How? Why am I hooked up to this machine? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, you're right. I don't quite know how this. To what end yeah. do you? This really plays out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What would you actually even be able to achieve? I think you would have to be a a small child who's the son uh, like you'd have to be a little white boy who has a really rich r- rich family a little white boy okay has, sorry the, the only 
The only people for whom this premise actually bears fruit uh-huh. is if you are a sort of precocious white child who has an upper middle class to rich family and you're in a 90s direct-to-video movie with oh. a Sinbad featured it's trailer like at the beginning yeah, of it. Cool. Yeah. 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 First kid, basically, or Shazam, Shazam or Kazam yeah. or whichever yeah, one of those. one's the real one. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you if you found if you if you had enough of the other ingredients in your life that you were like, maybe I could pull off a first kid. Right. I think maybe, but like, if you're anyone you know else, the gross no. thing that you know, I fucking guarantee the gross thing that would happen in the '90s Disney Channel. Oh, a of woman this, would kiss you. Yes, an adult oh, yes. woman yes. would kiss you. An adult woman would yeah. be convinced to kiss while this you're child. asleep talking while to them. He's asleep, yes. yes, that is one hundred. Oh, fucking and then they'd have a little wry smile, happen. and it would be yeah. a disaster. Yes, yeah. the uh-huh. little kid would have a little corner of his mouth would smile a little bit. It's that is what would happen because that's always what happens. I think this movie. So what happened with Beverly's mom? Uh, We slept together. (laughs) (laughs) But they'd think that what it meant was just that you were sleeping and she kissed you, and it would be cute, but it would actually just be garbage. So that will that those specifics uh, aside. Yeah. I don't think you can do anything with it because no one would buy your bullshit. But here's well, the thing. Bethany did. She yeah. actually used this to its most incredible purpose already, which is to just not have to deal with people no, anytime that's true. she didn't feel like it. I think as yeah. a, That's actually incredible. As a defensive power, I think anyone can wield it. Maybe not. Maybe Bethany alone can wield this as a defensive power, but to actually gain... Ground, I think yeah. that I think that well, you're hosed. Yeah, I mean, I think basically you would just be able to to kind of say things that you want to say, and then blame it on the sleep on the sleeping. Yeah, and then and and go. just you would just be all for your own like private like selfish yeah. pleasure, like just like <laughs> I fucking hate you. Uh, uh, I was, oh, oh, I was having oh, a dream. Oh, I, was I dreamt a dream of Hitler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I had a, I had a, you know, like several weeks ago or a couple months ago or whatever. It's your cop when I was syrup situation? About, yeah, when I was talking about the oh, cop, yeah. when I was like taking cop <laughs> you syrup. Have, and you have an end to this power things. now. You're like, yeah, I was just yeah, having cop syrup. It's I mean, just my cop syrup addiction, you yeah. motherfucker. It was so, it was so kind of like enjoyable that I feel yeah. like a version of it where you had, if you could somehow get yourself into a state where like you were, you know, doing what, what Bethany does here where she's in control right. of her faculties but sort of like somehow get yourself to be in that like half waking state mm. but then also just like passively dumping on yeah. the people around you yeah oh, that's the yeah. dream yeah I mean it's not quite the dream it's like you're it's an like abusive alcoholic or something but you have like a medical excuse for it <laughs> you know and I mean? you're also like, faking most of it yeah, yeah yeah but nobody knows that so it's fine right they just think that you're an alcoholic who yeah. says bad right. things about yeah. that right but yeah. unlike an alcoholic I mean this one's kind of adorable Right. Yes. It's like right. that's what makes it work. Is yeah. that is that you're you're entertaining yourself. Yeah. But the people who are around you think that you're entertaining them. And right. then we it's know that on, this not on purpose. And then this yes. story does have one of two endings. It has the good happy ending, which is you give the confession to them and they're like, oh, I, I mean, we all knew and we just thought you were going through some some hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. the version where the, they don't believe you. And right. then your Twilight well, Zone. I mean, I, I feel well, like no, but the, but Nick's Nick's one is foolproof though because the one where they no, like, you're trapped in the nightmare. That's okay. She just <laughs> she that's fine. She left college. That's she doesn't so even no know way. What if they, like no? Because no, so if you cheers. find true love in this situation, you're right. owned. Oh, I've got I've got true. I've got that's option true. three, which that's is the true. full Kirby enthusiasm ending, which is that somebody else 
says they have the same thing, and then you come uh, face to but face. But they actually each other. have it. Right, well, or no, or, oh, or you're not sure, <laughs> and so you want to call him on the bullshit, but you can't because it would expose you. You're staring you him down while sleepwalking, like, trying to like. Well, what probably yeah. happens certainly is that you entirely unintentionally yeah. and without like trying to contrive this situation end up sleeping next to them in some situation <laughs> while they are like muttering hateful things about you <laughs> right and then you right. don't know yeah. if you can call them on it and right. out yourself bum, 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 and it's that's just, the yeah yeah and that's it <laughs> yeah you're just awake with your eye looking over your shoulder <laughs> yes at the person saying something and yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't know if it's an actual condition or if they're just right you if you're just being totally destroyed yeah yeah <laughs> man well i think we figured that out yeah, I mean, I guess the answer is what would you do is be awful. Be, be shittier. Be our I mean, that's the fertile ground there. There's no, you're just already no, just doing the nice version. Yeah, so just yeah, be, do the shitty version. Do the shitty version, then get yourself caught in an existential trap. Yeah. The end. <laughs> like, uh, God, I still can't get over the instant cover of pretending to wake up because you were being tickled in a dream. Yeah, no, it's very good. Oh, it's genius. It is, but you got to carry that for so long. That's okay. Oh, it's not. No, but I mean, no, I mean, once you've already committed to it, any one additional lie is like, Marginal, right? I think that that stuff stacks. Yeah. I think that eventually you got a lot. I mean, sure. Yeah. If it's like with your partner, then that's challenging. Well, I mean, the solution to this is it's your college friend, so you don't actually like that much, and you just dump him for a new well, they, life. Let's say four years. Four years, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, but there's an out, right? You can that's just what I mean. air, four years of college that away, and, and it's gone. No, it's then true, you write into true. a podcast about it yeah. to finally let the last little bit of guilt out, yeah. and then hear us talk about how it's terrible. Yeah. Right. It was not terrible, though. I think she did a great job. I was sorry. What? I was she, asleep, Chris. I think she did a great job. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? What were, oh, God, we're doing a podcast. Hey, guys. God, that would explain so much. Um, we have a- And uh, this. I'm Jake Rockin. <laughs> we have a good follow-up. Um, we mentioned the uh, the genie thing earlier this this episode. I ma- I made reference to the genie we discussed last week, the food genie. Didn't didn't we? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, what? Excuse me. I was, I was asleep. Just Our now. podcast has covered a lot of genie content. It well, turns the, out. Ge- the okay. genie thing was uh, in a previous episode. Somebody wrote in asking, if you had access to a genie, what would the perfect single wish be to basically be solve the most problems in the world and giving as possible? Yeah, wishing 10, 10 pounds of food to appear that you could eat or would disappear right. was the was basic the, gist. That was yeah. the pitch. We got some responses to why, even as presented, the like intended ironclad version of that genie wish is actually still fatally flawed. And, and their version is better than our version about how there would be poo everywhere. Yeah, that um, was, of course. That's well, I don't, I don't think ours is untrue, but there are some additional, like more existential problems that we didn't even think to address. And uh, a reader named Mike wrote in with my favorite response to this because it is so exhaustive. Mike writes, um, I'm here to burst your bubble, unfortunately, and tell you that no matter how you ask for this power, it will probably end with the destruction of Earth and the annihilation of every living creature on it. <laughs> the ways in which you have doomed us all are enumerated below. Number one, each time a piece of food is instantiated into this world, there's going to be the possibility that some of its atoms will try to occupy the exact same space that the air molecules in the room are already located. 
This is basically what the Large Hadron Collider tries to achieve, but they need to accelerate particles near to the speed of light so they can't get out of the way in time. So like we're creating scientific progress. Mm-hmm. By materializing, a, yeah, by materializing a coconut into your room, the air simply has no time to get out of the way. If the air molecules and coconut molecules smash into each other, the effects would be similar to trying to have lunch inside the Large Hadron Collider with all of the interesting particles and radiation that implies. Worst case scenario, small nuclear explosions every time someone tries to eat. Number two. Assuming you survive your nuclear lunch, there's a different problem that occurs in the reverse situation. Uneaten food disappearing from existence. When the coconut disappears, you suddenly create a vacuum in the room that the other air will rush to fill. In fact, the air will move so fast that it will create shock waves. This is known as bubble cavitation, and incidentally, many scientists used to believe it would be useful for generating cold fusion. Large bubbles cavitating could cause shock waves strong enough to break windows, damage hearing, or worse. I'll get to the worse in a moment. Number three. Let's say problems one and two are solved, and we are all happily eating our magic coconuts. We have a longer-term problem, which is the ever-increasing mass of Earth caused by the food we eat. Since we all now have as much food to eat as we want, we can assume everyone on Earth adopts a diet similar to Americans, roughly one U.S. imperial ton of food per person per year. That means, since any magic coconuts we eat stick around in the form of nutrients we absorb and poop we expel, Earth's mass would increase by about 7.3 billion tons every year. That's roughly 50% of Earth's current mass, so the Earth would double in size every two years. Jesus. While it wouldn't significantly alter Earth's orbit, doubling the mass of the planet would increase the gravitational force on the surface by about 25%, give or take. There's also no way that that happens uniformly. Let's yeah. just point that out. We're not going to just grow the sphere. Yeah. yeah. This could spell disaster for the entire world, as plants and animals may not be able to adapt in time. I think it would also cause a rapid downward spiral, as humans would require more energy to overcome the extra gravity, forcing us to eat more to keep our strength up. More eating equals more pooping equals more mass gain. Eventually, in hundreds of millions of years, we would overtake the sun and collapse into our own black hole. And finally, I bring up the bubble cavitation problem again to say that should you try to circumvent us drowning in our own poo by having it magically disappear from our bodies, we would be faced with the more critical problem of ruptured large intestines as the sudden poo disappearance started causing shockwaves in our butts. Thank you for your consideration on this extremely important scientific matter, Mike. I feel like there's a couple of sort of like just addendums you could affix yeah. sort of some riders about like how food you can close the loop, but shrinks and grows still. but I feel like if it like slowly instantiated yeah if it's sort of like, like first something has to move out of the way that it has to sort of grow yeah. in a disgusting looking organic <laughs> way that no one would want to look <laughs> making at making the dumbest world yeah Ugh. but I don't know what to do about I feel like I feel like by and large, even if even if you argued your way out of all of these specifics, I feel like this email the proves problem is, is a, well. You can is tough. even even you, if you even if you tried to put another writer yeah. on there to hide that, I think that just this email, would, a new version of it, would keep coming yeah. until we were effectively say, unmaking like, reality. Could you like convert mass by like you have to change a rock? Into like you need to ha- like feed the genie equal mass f- that exists on Earth already. <laughs> Your, your own poo, maybe. Feed the genie feed, is also... Feed the genie. <laughs> feed the genie is a like slogan a sl- for yeah. some stupid thing. It's also possibly it's a, a salacious euphemism, euphemism or, yeah. from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Just feeding the genie. Feed the genie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was actually thinking about the... <laughs> I, I Just idly the other day. I was thinking about the... It's from the 90s, um, no matter what, though. Yeah, I was thinking about the food instantiation thing and the problems that we were sort of talking about, including like weapon, instantaneous weapon creation and so on. And I was thinking like, man, what? I mean, we obviously in our present society are not equipped to we would not be equipped to deal with a world in which you could walk into a secure location, 
summon a 10-pound frozen leg of lamb and beat someone with it, leaving no evidence. But, like, what if humans evolved from their earliest phases with this ability? What the hell? Oh, we would definitely look like man who evolved to avoid, to survive car accident. Yeah, yeah, Mm. yeah. But, like, what would you, how would you create, how would you, like, what would the equivalent of, like, um, you know, an X-ray checkpoint be in a world in which you can create We would have never made it that far. We yeah, would, we wouldn't we would have just. We would just be. We just be stupid we'd animals. Just be blobs just who can make food appear. Food Why would we have an X-ray? We would never checkpoint. do anything. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I guess there wouldn't no, be any like, whole incentive economy is to like, strive for yeah, things. We would maybe. be living in mountains of our own waste, but well before like. But yeah. see, is that true? Is that really true? Yeah, we'd because, be happy. No, but I don't think so. Because there's other things humans need. Like, imagine a version of humans who don't like automatically respirate. Like, imagine a version of humans who need to manually collect oxygen in order to breathe. Like, then imagine those humans looking at us and being like they just g- breathe air for free what lazy slobs right like we're only saying this thing about food being a motivating force because we're accustomed to having to search for it but you know in a you know in a world in which we never needed to- i think that we would just have evolved far more slowly yeah maybe i mean imagine a species evolving on earth that had to fight less hard to survive is what you're saying which is like well it would eventually we'd probably get somewhere but i think it would take a fucking long time like, what so, if we so also had the ability to make huma- a house appear? Well, no, so here's the thing. Like, humanity went, like, thousands of years where most people basically just lived a subsistence lifestyle in which most of their ex- effort and energy was expended on finding food. And the less that is the case, the more people actually, like, society actually progresses faster when that is not the one single governing reality of most people's lives, mm-hmm. right? Like, in the 20th century in the developed world, like, things progressed much more quickly than in like the times in human society when the only thing you could do with your entire life was just make enough food simply to not die. So I don't know. I don't know if I agree with your So you think you think that before any tenets of civilization showed up, they would have happened faster if everyone was comfortable. I don't know. I don't know that, but I don't think it would have I don't think it would have ended our society before it ever got started. Okay. Yeah. You're I mean when you put it the way that you put it, which was very good and made me feel bad about myself, I agree with you a lot more. <laughs> Sorry, I was just I was asleep just now. Did I? What have you guys been? You said you it was what you're saying was genius. You oh should, man, yeah. Should we do some endorsements? Sure. Yes. Cool. Jake, what is your endorsement? All right, I I'm going to endorse a very specific thing that is generally useless this day and age but it's kind of a fun novelty okay some people may find use for it i recommend a thing called the ob 200 one port voip phone adapter what ob like obie OB, obi 200 obi 200 yeah we'll link to all these things yeah. in the show <laughs> this notes. is so if you most people don't have a landline anymore that i know at least i don't um but if you, for any reason, want a landline, even for novelty purposes, there's a little... The, the OB200 is a small box that you can buy on Amazon. Like, it's the size of a deck of cards that has a network jack coming out of one side and a phone jack coming out of the other side. It includes a, a free service you can sign up for on, on its website, and you can link any Google Voice account to it, and then it turns any regular telephone that you have into just a thing that rings when you get a call on Google Hangouts. Oh, that's cool. So it's um, 
Like we use, but if someone just calls that phone number from a regular phone, it works. It'll work. Like you can pick yeah. it up, and your phone gets a dial tone, like a classic landline. But also, and you're assigned a phone number through through Google Voice. But also, you can link it to your Google Hangouts uh, through Google Voice. You can link it to a, f- a phone number. It's it has. I'm sure the pl- the places that I've used a thing like this are for like a gate buzzer on an apartment building. But also. I imagine if you're the sort of person who just likes having retro garbage around that actually works but don't want a landline, um, you can set that up. I mean, you could also set it up so I'm sure if you went, jumped through all the right hoops that when people call your cell phone, you could probably get it to also ring and pick up calls there. Like, it's just it's just a device that – it's like a – it's philosophically almost like the opposite of a modem where it takes the insane right. internet infrastructure yeah. and then lets you plug a voice line into it. Um, and it's just a stupid, affordable. It's just a way to have a funny old phone in your house. If yeah, you want it's one. exactly <laughs> it's exactly what it's for. Okay, um, I am going to endorse a also an extremely specific thing that hopefully is interesting to somebody. Sleep talking, which which is um, the F- Field Notes Reporters Notebook. Oh, those are great. Yeah, so Field Notes is a is a brand that makes sort of small, like hand sized paper notebooks for just taking notes in and they're they're really popular people love them i've never really gotten into the standard field notes i find them kind of too like the little sort of ones for your back pocket basically yeah, yeah. i find them to just be a little too small and kind of just like flimsy to be I, I, they just never quite clicked with me even though people like them a lot i can understand why people like them because they're they're just nice and well designed but they released a variant actually in collaboration with john dickerson who is a he's the host of CBS's Face the Nation. He's a longtime political reporter, and I heard about these because he is one of the hosts of the Slate Political Gabfest podcast. And he mentioned this collaboration with Field Notes, which is a reporter's style notebook. They're much longer. They're like, in fact, twice the height or so of a standard Field Notes. So it's a long, thin notebook, and they flip from the top. It's spiral bound at the top, and then yeah. has a sort of heavy paperboard cover, so you can close close it. Yeah. And they're, they're I just, so good. I love them. They fit. Yeah. You can hold it in one hand, um, you know, holding your left hand right with your right hand or vice versa, depending on your handedness. And they're just it's just a really good size and shape and feel. Mm-hmm. They feel more durable because they have that cover and the and the metal spiral bind. Um, yeah, they've you, got enough pa- enough room per page that you can actually fit a bunch of stuff on it. Just a great little design. Yeah, I use those all the time at work. Yeah, and you, I, I got mine on Amazon. I know you can get them on um, the Field Notes site as well. Um, but yeah, they uh, did them as a limited edition like a year ago, and they were popular enough that they just mass produced them now. Yeah, so we'll link those uh, again. All of the links to all this stuff we discuss can be found on our show notes, which are on our website, importantfear.com, and also any. Uh, like podcast reader you have each episode will have those they're we don't they're not on the our YouTube videos but if you go to our website or subscribe to the podcast on RSS they are there so those will be linked all right Nick what do you have I have another uh, cooking YouTube series surprise Anna- did you have a previous cooking YouTube yeah series? I recommended Mangchi the uh, Korean oh right um, uh, home cook but uh, this is a series on the Bon Appetit magazine YouTube channel and um, it's it's pretty unusual. I really enjoy it. It's um, it's called uh, "It's Alive with Brad," and <laughs> it's a very weird name. It's, it's alive so, with Brad. So Bon Appetit has like a test kitchen, you know, in their sure. New York skyrise um, building, 
and uh, you know they have famous chefs in and stuff. Brad is the guy whose job it is to uh, stock the kitchen with ingredients. Like he's he mm. sources all the ingredients for that test kitchen. But he just started doing a YouTube series, like kind of randomly on their um, uh, on their page, and it's amazing. Like so, this guy uh, is how to describe Brad. He's like a background character in like a Matt Damon or like Ben Affleck like New England. Uh, movie, you know, like, <laughs> what does like, that mean? like, like, he's just the guy with like the the beanie on, with like the thick Boston accent, oh, and he's sure. just, you know, like a thick beard and just a fucking goofball, and he's just he's like a guy that shouldn't work on television, um, but it's amazing because he just doesn't give a shit in the way that like all of these like really, um, uh, you know, professional. Uh, cooking like YouTube series are typically like trying to do like what Food Network does, you know, yeah. all these artful shots of like food and stuff, and like really talking about like this is how you prepare this or that. And Brad's just like he doesn't give a shit. Like he's just like, the whole concept of the show is that it's all fermented or like anything that's like alive. He's cooking. He's making uh, cultured butter. But he's making bread, beer. He's making. I, I'm sure he'll get to bread, but like you know, like fermented hot sauce. But he's just not one of these people that actually like cares about what he's saying, and he has this rapport with the cameraman who clearly like edits these videos, where the cameraman is just constantly making fun of him, just using like on-screen text and like effects. It's it's like <laughs> it's hilarious. He calls the cameraman Vinny. I'm pretty sure his name is just Vincent, and nobody calls him Vinny. But it's just Vinny and Brad, and they just do this weird show that they just kind of like pull out of their ass, and it's hilarious and really good. And you actually like do learn a lot of interesting things. Like I I don't I would never think to make most of the stuff that he's like experimenting with because it's sure. just all like I mean. He just casually brushes off the fact that if you make a lot of this shit, you could potentially get botulism. But whatever, you know, <laughs> right. I don't even, I don't worry about any of that. Like, it's hilarious. I really enjoy it. It's a very good, like, nice. short nice. little series so that he's it's, running. It's Alive with Brad? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What just, a good name I just like that series. it's a weird, like, alt uh, cooking channel or something. It's, it's yeah. bizarre. Anyway. From the era of the internet before alt meant something <laughs> Yes, right. Al- yeah, I'm now. thinking alternative as in, like, alternative music in the 90s, yeah. I guess. You're thinking but, of it in uh, terms of, like, a news group. Yeah. Well, thank anyway. you for listening to this week's Important If True. If you have any questions for us, conundrums, need our answers or advice, please write us at questions at importantiftrue.com. Our website is importantiftrue.com, and that has links to, um, you know, everywhere we can be found on the Internet and also has all those show notes and links for each episode. If you like the show, tell a friend. Consider rating us on iTunes or wherever else. And uh, that kind of word of mouth really helps us out. It's pretty much the one way we have to spread the word. And it means a lot to us when you do it. Um, Yeah. So that is it for the show. We'll be back next week with more of whatever this is. Uh, For Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. Stay spicy. Mm. Actually, before we go. Yeah. Were you just asleep when you said stay spicy? I think he was. Uh, I Were you know, awake what? and you meant it? I don't know. It. What? Okay. what? When I what? When I said what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Andrew writes, as a lifelong Bristolian, I've been in equal parts excited and Uh-oh. horrendously embarrassed by the discussion of my beloved hometown on the podcast. I've enjoyed my 31 years here in blissful ignorance of just how many associations my great city has with poop. I'm reluctant to add fuel to the fire, but the mention of Ecobot the third reminded me of another poo-related technological innovation I'd read about. The UK's first human waste powered bus. Oh. <laughs> 
in some <laughs> Bristol. In summaries, in summary, the poo bust runs on biomethane gas created from sewage processed in the industrial district of Avonmouth in the north of the city. The bus runs four days a week between Bristol and the neighboring city of Bath. How is this possible? How is it possible that Bristol has all this shit? I don't understand. I mean, literally, I don't understand it. <laughs> if listeners want to read more about it, the article is at bit.ly slash Bristol Poo Bus. <laughs> Thanks. So, I mean, feel free. In the interest of balance, I feel like I can't sign off without mentioning uh, at least some of Bristol's non-poop-related claims to fame. I guess we're opening with Krampuses. Opens with a Krampus. Closes Ends, with a poo. Closes with a poo. Oh. <laughs> and this is important if true. <laughs> a classic hoistmas oh, no. rhyme. A hoistmas oh, carol. No. <laughs> Opens with a Krampus, closes with a poo. And mm-hmm. I'm Nick Brecken, and this is important, important if true. If true. <laughs>